The Not Safe for Work History Podcast is sponsored by Fucking Throughout History. Fucking, it's what keeps us around. People always say that nothing stays the same. Well, I can think of at least one thing. People are always fucking. Always have it, always will. It's crass, yes, I know. But that is the show. Here's Jason and Joe. And Amanda. Who joined later? Hey, this is the Not Safe for Work History Podcast. I'm Joe, and that is Jason and Amanda. And this is our quickie episode. Are we... (laughs) I was going to mention that. What? I don't think we should identify them as quickie episodes anymore. Oh. Why? I think we should just do whatever. You know? Like, well, I was thinking of... Because you and I, Joe, both listen to Reply All. Yeah. And sometimes they have episodes that are 25 minutes long. Yeah. And sometimes they have ones that are hour, an hour long. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't think they differentiate between the two. <laughs> I think they just do whatever the fuck no, they, they want to do. They, they have different segments, though. <clears throat> and vacation season is coming up very quickly. And if we stick with this whole quickie and then full-length episode format, mm. you know, that could... That could be troublesome. See. Sometimes it's just easy to do like a half hour, you know, small topic and okay. go on with our lives. But This uh, is fine. This is, this is our newly shortened episodes. <laughs> 29. I hope you episode. didn't like hour long segments because they no longer exist. One of the big, when I, when we first started doing this, one of the big comments that I got from people that were checking it out was that they were too long really maybe yeah other people like the length but i see hour an hour to me seems like the typical length well yeah i like i don't like like okay memory palace amazing podcast everybody should check it out but the episodes are like 12 minutes long really that's not enough you know (laughs) no it's like, because I listen to, when I go to bed, that's when I listen to podcasts. Yeah. And they're over before I even fall asleep. And that's not cool. No. You got to take that kind of stuff into account. I guess. <laughs> anyway. Oh, so, <clears throat> what happened? We went to the zoo today. Yeah? Am- Amanda and I. Yep. The Toronto Zoo? No, there's a smaller one up north. Called the Evanvale Evanvale Jungle Zoo. Elmvale, isn't it? Or Elmvale. Wait. Elmvale. You guys don't even know. I've already forgotten. (laughs) The less important, not as cool zoo. It's the Toronto area. Actually, it is actually really cool because you get to feed and interact with multiple types of animals. What animals? Giraffes. You get to feed giraffes. You can. No way. Yeah, that's it's pretty fucking, cool. It's fucking cool. Their okay, tongues—they have cool. these long prehensile tongues that are like the length of your arm, right. and and they'll pick little things out of your hand and they'll eat an entire banana. Huh? Yeah, they sell yeah. bananas at the in the where you, you have get to your buy the fucking banana to feed them. Well, yeah, 
And they they gotta make sh- they, they got to control the food that you're feeding the fucking. Yeah, animals, they don't want right? people just handing them like cheeseburgers and stuff. Well, I mean that's that's fine, but like they they regulate. So the o- so let's be let's be real here. The only thing that is keeping these animals from not being overfed is just people not buying the bananas. I think they probably. I, don't, it's, I think it's prob- hard to overfeed a giraffe. <laughs> yeah, they're, giraffe. they're grazing animals, really. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. And they right. and they only come like you know. There's five giraffes at the zoo, and like usually you only get one at the fence looking for you know. So they only come when they're hungry. Yeah, it's not okay. like they they just. You know, it's like it's your eating. turn for lunch. Go up there, you. Yeah, <laughs> like, basically. They take turns. But yeah, it's great. It's and cool. they and and they could go in with the goats and they cl- they'll climb on you and eat from you. And. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, and, and Amanda they, was all scared that one of them was going to attack our daughter. Well, no, because there were two of them. They were there were two like juvenile ones with horns, like play fighting, with, bashing their horns against each other. And Arya was just wandering all willy nilly right into the middle. And I was like, <laughs> I all told right, her to keep going. I, I said, you know, yeah. let her. It's, yeah, it's an experience. And she actually Your asked one. Down. That's cool. She, didn't she go up to one and say, "You she, want to fight or something?" She asked one to fight with her. Yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty cool. Yeah, but. No, that's that's what we did today. And then Amanda went to her first Major League Baseball game the other night, which she loved. <laughs> She's going to try to go to every game now. Big right, big Jays fan, huh? <laughs> you know, there the end was actually pretty good. Like we, I would, we were like up and cheering because basically this entire game is just a bunch of no runs, no runs, no runs, no runs. And at the very end, one team pulls ahead by like three points, and it was the it was Baltimore, and mm. they got and the then, rally caps on. Yeah, and then everyone, and then Toronto, and then it flipped in the last bit, and they they got like they filled the bases, and they all ran through, and they won by like one point or something. Oh, that's a good game. That's a good game. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but during there's this like long sort of boring period in the middle where the, like we really we just stopped paying attention and just were talking and drinking beer and. <laughs> right, that's baseball. Thirteen dollar yeah. beers. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. pretty expensive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I tried to talk her out of Kratz. it. I tried to talk her out of going. I get we have free tickets, and Claire really wanted to go, so we yeah. went. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think the way to do it would just be to go to for the eighth and ninth inning. Yeah, if really. we could just show up a little late. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you, yeah, you go at the seven inning stretch yeah. if you want yeah, to watch was, the game. Yeah. No, it's just I don't know, baseball. It's it's fun to play. I used to play baseball. It's fun to play. It's it's fun to go to the games. Like I said, to just be there in the atmosphere, and you don't have to necessarily affordable. Pay attention to what's going on. See, this is Amanda is somebody who finds hockey boring, so that's why I was trying to talk her. That's ridiculous, but right. I, I really I prefer to play most sports rather than watch them. Like, we went I to a rugby game once. We, we went to a professional rugby game once. That was good. It was okay. I I didn't. I, Canada versus Ireland. I was still kind of boring. I'll admit. Or no, it was <laughs> Canada versus Scotland. Yes. Oh, I bet you were torn. <laughs> I, enjoyed, I was actually. I enjoyed all the uh, men in kilts in the stands. There were a lot of people wearing kilts. Like they they were all formal Scottish. Not looking. many. Not many women. You any in balls? Kilts, no. <laughs> we we were in the nosebleed section. You no. weren't looking hard enough then. Yeah, right. But oh, anyway, that's been our week. Yep, just a lot it's of a bad week. No, the zoo was fun. 
But you know, uh, but what we're what we're ignoring here is the fact that uh, last episode I went on a bit of a rant about the political situation here in our home province. Oh, you're still going on about it, huh? Uh, well, you know what? I like the world hasn't ended, but right. Doug Ford did win, so by a large margin, I think it's a, a majority PC government now. Yeah, after oh. something like 16 years of liberal rule. The PC have taken over. Yeah, I would point out that 60% of people who voted did not vote for Doug Ford, yet he has a majority government. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. There's no, your parliamentary system at work, folks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I think it's, it's kind so of the great, same. not so great, is it? I think it's kind of the same thing in the U.S. Too. It's, more, it's it? more extreme in the U.S. It's first past the post. It's a little bit less bad here because we have more than two parties. But right. really, yeah. But I mean, if it's 20% getting the majority... Thirty percent getting the majority. You're still wrong. Well, I guess 40%. it doesn't really fuck it. It doesn't. Can you do basic math? It's it's Canada. What does it matter? Well, no. I mean, if there's like three or four parties and only thirty percent has thirty percent gets the majority. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Compared no, to two, you're forced into voting for two, so it looks better, but it's not. Yeah. And Doug Ford even said that he was glad the millennials didn't come out to vote because he would never have gotten elected. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, that's the problem. That's just all the bitter old folks voting. Right. I mean, that's the Bastards. way it goes. Yeah. They got nothing better to do. Yeah. But oh, well. anyway. Uh, you'll, you'll live. <laughs> we should get on to the topic, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, last week we did the episode on Caligula, so I figured it'd be fitting to do an episode on misconceptions of ancient Rome. Yeah. Now, it's not going to be all dirty stuff. It's going to be things that I personally find interesting. Yeah. So you're going to have to sit and... Yeah, so deal with it. You need to sit through this safe for work content. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. There's stuff stuff in there that's... We're just going to say this. Maybe Rome wasn't as dirty as you thought it was. (laughs) Or maybe it was. Or maybe it was, but it wasn't. But it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but it, the problem with this, this topic is that um, it's a persistent one, the misconceptions, and it colors uh, people's thoughts about ancient Rome, and then they use it to compare ancient Rome to modern society as signs that we're in a decline and that civilization is going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking of people like Jordan Peterson. No, let's and... not. No, <laughs> we're not doing it. I was doing the dishes earlier, and I thought of that as an opener, and I was like, you oh, know what? Man. I'm gonna throw it out there. But a man is staying quiet. So. Yeah, she's, she's not. Gonna, she's not tongue. gonna fall. She's not gonna fall. Not, for that's nope. bait. That's bait. <laughs> that was. I actually was distracting myself, uh, looking at a, a still from the Rome series, and. Uh, Reading about women in Rome. So. Oh, so you didn't hear, even hear what I no, said? No, I didn't. So I'm lucky because okay. clearly Good. it was something that would have. Yeah, it was bait. <laughs> I said the people no, like Jordan Peterson. But no, it's Sorry. true. There's a lot of scholars and nuts. Ah, there's a lot of people that that comment on on our current affairs and use ancient Rome as a as a a. Um, a convenient um, comparison yeah. to how things are going. And I don't like it. 
Now, there are a lot of valid comparisons that you could make. Sure. Uh, when it comes to the decline of Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but these things that we're going to cover, which are, are cited... Well, some of them are just interesting. Some of them are cited as, as, as signs of a collapsing society. Right. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just jump right in with the first yeah. one that's uh, pretty tame. And that is togas. Because when people yeah. think of ancient Rome, they think of togas. Right. And that is not related to what I was just saying about societal collapse. <laughs> Everybody's wearing togas. We're all doomed. But um, it's, it's something that comes up a lot and just gen- like, you know, you got movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Uh, togas were basically the equivalent of ancient tuxedos, really. Oh, really? Or fancy, or fancy suits. Right. Yeah, they were used for formal occasions or going to the temple or something like that. So maybe not tuxedos, but you know, fancier dress. Uh, the rest of the time, people were dressed in simple tunics and such like you know things like that. Hmm. But uh, yeah, togas. So your regular, were, every average day person wasn't wearing a toga. No, toga. no. And in fact, you know, the majority of the senators and, and stuff like that weren't wearing togas hmm. on a daily basis. It was just uh, for formal occasions. Well, damn. And that's all I have to say about that, really. Uh, the what? one that I... What? Oh, oh, Amanda has something Did to you say. do any reading about togas? The, the, one, the one, like, little... I know about, all about togas. All right, Amanda. then. Did you know what? that when togas became, like, out of fashion relatively early on into Rome's history, the, mm-hmm. uh, when, when the rest of the population, it was, like, not, it was not something that you would wear, either formally or informally anywhere, it was uh, prostitutes who were still wearing togas. And they, it was, a, seeing a woman wearing a toga was like, oh, she must be a prostitute. Really? I did not know that. You actually. did it? No. Okay, hold on. I can... Because the majority... <laughs> you got more... more of, well, no, the majority of, uh, of, of stuff that I know about togas is that they were used for formal occasions. So what are we talking? We're talking about into the three, four hundreds? It's like a... Well, if we're... Like, toga is like... Like any fashion... Well, toga trend. was an outer... Toga was an outer garment. Yeah, so. it was like an outer garment, right? But, yeah. um... Here we go. Uh, okay, so... And they were considered cumbersome and They were not everyday attire, for sure. They were not considered everyday attire. Um, at first, they were... They were, they were like a you know, special occasion, like a suit, as you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, within, within a hundred... Sorry, by the second century, it became taboo for adult women. Oh, see, the second century. Ah, see. By the second I, century, it was when taboo I talk for about, women. When I talk about Rome, my knowledge is focused in on the late Republic, early Empire. I'm sorry that you have such a narrow view on Rome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, within so by the second century, it was taboo for adult women to put on a hundred years. The toga turned into a bulky, impractical article of clothing that was mostly reserved for formal occasions. So, in that evolving away from the toga as as a article of clothing, um, when it was taboo for adult women and to wear them, prostitutes uh, were allowed. Like, like, or sorry, not allowed, but but it was something that prostitutes... Yeah. And it was it was they considered a marker that you were a prostitute if you were seen walking around the streets in a toga. 
That could just be gossip column. Mm, I've read that in three articles so far. So I don't know. They may have the same source. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, but if all three articles are sourcing the, 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 the gossip, same guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right. It could be. <laughs> they, they might have all come from the same source. I've just seen multiple so far mentioning that prostitutes wore togas when it was not. Well, that's yeah. that's interesting. That's actually ah. that's something I didn't know. That's interesting. So there you go. You win, yep. Amanda. <laughs> but the next one is my personal favorite, uh, and it's concerning gladiators. Okay. Because Russell Crowe, of course, was a great fucked everything, <laughs> fucked everything all up. You know, that's the that's the popular depiction, the popular modern depiction of the gladiator is that, and probably the show Spartacus that was on several years ago. But the fact of the matter is, when it comes to gladiators, they did not fight to the death. Or very rarely did they fight to the death. That was something that they tried to avoid. Uh, In fact, if a gladiator killed another gladiator, the team of the victorious gladiator would have to pay for the replacement of the dead gladiator. So that in and of itself, that, you know, Mm. money is a good influencer. That in and of itself was enough to try to avoid killing your competitor in uh, Gladiator. Because you would uh, you inherently know, incur costs. Yeah, right. yeah. And, well, and in, that's, in what situations would death occur? Would it be slaves or prisoners? Well, no, that's or? the thing. Like Because they all cost money. And they all, you know, to not only to buy but to train – you know, a lot of money is invested in gladiators. These weren't just, you know, right. slaves that were thrown into the arena. You know, the popular image of uh, throwing right. the slaves yeah, to yeah, the yeah. lions. This but, was like this was like a professional sport. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the the ancient that and chariot racing were like the ancient forms of the NHL and the uh, M- NASCAR. Uh, yeah, basically, <laughs> it's uh, it, th- those were the sports. And uh, I'm trying to think of a modern sport that has. I'm like my first thought would be rugby. I don't think it has such a death rate, but it has a horrible injury rate. <laughs> Why not um, boxing? Car, what about uh, car racing? Because people die in car races. Yeah, I don't know it's if it's every year. Rare. Yeah, well, people have I read died that, in like, boxing as well. They, there, well, there, and there was variation like different eras. It was different, but there was some. There was some Roman historian who was like, it. He over the course of like a century or something, there was like about a ten percent death rate in gladiatorial fights. Yeah. Which yeah, is I pretty mean, high. It did happen. You know, they were still using you it know, was, real but it was weapons not, and It shit. was not the end goal, obviously. It was like... But that, that, mm. that brings me to my, my, my other point about gladiators, too, is that they were often fattened up. These weren't like the, the muscly men that we see in movies and TV shows. They were often very... <laughs> like, they're barrel-chested and... Just and fat big, guys fighting. Well, yeah, because that protected their internal organs. Mm. You know, fat is a better protector than muscle. Yeah, when I was researching uh, nutrition, and, and we, you mentioned that what gladiators ate, and I started looking into it, it was like they ate like extremely high carb. And the goal yeah. was, like, yeah, they were strong and they were muscular, but they had a layer of fat because it's kind of like the sword, old school strong, or not like, you know, the strong men you see on right, TV. From the 20s like or huge. something. The, well, not even that. Or like the guys like, that lift giant boulders. Yeah. They look fat, but they're really strong. Or yeah. the guys that compete in the Highland Games, and or yeah, that kind or of thing. Um, or uh, powerlifters in the Olympics. Exactly. Yeah. Like they're you big know. and they're muscular, but they got fat on them. Mm, yeah, and that was to protect uh, themselves from death, basically. Mm. 
So they could bleed a lot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, to entertain the crowds. But but death was generally avoided. Um, and it's it's a shame that that's kind of the perspective is this vicious, you know, vulgar kind of competition where one person dies and one person lives. And I, I don't know. I find it kind of a, a shame that we we think of that in such maybe we can bring it back. I don't know. Gladiator combat. Fight club. <laughs> I had an idea for for a league, a gladiator league at one point in time where it's submission rules where you use like blunted weapons or rattan or something like that and one person has to submit. But uh what was that movie? I actually that that kind of the the medieval combat stuff kind of does that now. It's submission fighting. Yeah. So I was just thinking about that, maybe either. Well, wait, Joe, you were like a baby in the '90s, so you wouldn't know. But uh, <laughs> uh, Arnold well, Schwarzenegger. Well, it depends when in the '90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, it was in the '90s. It had Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, I think, and it was like a not too distant future one where. Uh, oh, the Running like, Man. The like convicted criminals. The Running Man wasn't. Is it? Is that it? I think so. I'll have to Google that. Yeah, so it was like convicted criminals got put. It was like kind of like Thunderdome in a way. Like you got put and on na- public TV, like on national and they made TV. A, they made a video game about it. Fight to the death. Yeah, yeah. running. Smash TV. Make, make one a few years ago called Gamer or something like that. I think so. Yeah, where like people control convicted villains. Right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but that was that was a factor in the glad. Like there were there yeah, were gamer. criminals and and slaves. Oh, but there, there were. were also, yeah. But once, there were also but like were, willing volunteers. You know what I found though? There was something about they actually made laws as time went on. They actually had to make laws to ban certain people from it who were clearly drawn to it. So young aristocratic males would join as gladiators. Yeah, well, that was <laughs> actually they, my they made that. Yeah, they that was my it. next point about gladiators is that they weren't all slaves. You know, they had volunteers, women too. There were a lot of women. Yeah. Glad they banned. Gladiators. They did. Uh, so a ruling enacted in 19 CE barred all upper class ladies from becoming gladiators. <laughs> that was a big, a big problem in ancient Rome. Yeah. Is too many upper class women were joining as gladiators. <laughs> and it's to keep to help keep young aristocrats out of the fighting pits. The Senate issued an age requirement in 11 CE. This made it illegal for free men who were younger than 25 and free women who hadn't yet turned 20. Why? Why did they p- pick a lower age for women? Maybe because we yeah. mature. Sooner, that could like, be. Yeah. Boys are immature right into their mid twenties, so yeah. we got to protect them. <laughs> Women, yeah. we're we've got to figure it out by like eighteen. We're good <laughs> from uh, from joining a ludus. Uh, a subsequent ruling was the oh, yeah, uh, a ludus. A ludus is a basically a sports team. Uh, well, well, I thought it was a training facility, wasn't it? Well, like no, a, but it's it's a team. It's like yeah. you know, this person owns this team of gladiators. Yeah, that's true. Stable of gladiators. And it, and in 200 CE, uh, Emperor Septimus Severus officially turned this into an Septimus all-male Severus. sport. He turned it into an all-male sport. The sexist bastard. <laughs> I, had, I had to. I had to correct you. Yeah. Septimus. So then Severus. women were banned. But uh, I have one of his coins. I have a Roman coin collection, and I have a. Actually, I think Amanda bought it for me for Christmas. I one did. Day. I liked his because, name cause he, because there is a Severus. Harry yes, Potter. Or there's something. a Severus yeah. Snape in Harry Potter. That <laughs> That's is how, how picked I picked it, it. Yes. But yes, I have a Roman coin collection. That's very nice. I like holding them in my hand and, and imagining where they've been. But anyway, 
probably <laughs> in the person of some dirty. That's what he <laughs> likes to think about. He likes to think about yes. the common, well, I mean, the common use of money and how somebody used this coin to probably in yeah. a bag, untouched by anyone else but you, or just you know just buying fucking fast food at the corner yeah. place. You yeah. know, it's I don't know. I, I love cool. We uh, it's a common debate actually. Amanda and I has have because. I have this, and I, I'm sure a lot of listeners out there have this too, a connection to old things Yeah, where you get goosebumps thinking about where, where this thing right. has been or who used it or, or whatever. Uh, Amanda, way. yeah, Amanda doesn't have that at all. And I, yeah. I want to say that it's a male thing in a way. Maybe no. you need to, you yeah, need to put a call most, out to most find women, I, that. No, I think it's, I think it's more of... Like a mindset, maybe that's it. I don't well, know, but does but that mean it can be learned? The, it's it's quite it's quite specific. <laughs> no, I, 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 you can. I think it's because it's kind of subjective, and more maybe like more subjective people can. It, I don't know. Maybe have more empathy. It's an emerge. I think it's Could like be, an ability, know. like an instinctive way. Like it's a method to immerse yourself. It, it's almost like time travel. I think for him, you know. For me, yeah, well, yeah, like, that's I can look at something like, and go, oh, wow, and I can speculate sort of intellectually about like, it. I have one of, the, one of the coins I have is a denarius that was, was minted and issued to the legions of Mark Antony during the Civil War. Yeah. And I hold that, and that was given to a given legionnaire. To someone who fought in the Civil yeah, War. Yeah, and that just blows my mind. Yeah, that's crazy. And and Amanda can hold it and be like, oh yeah, like it's a piece of silver. No, no, no. It's like a fucking coin. No, you're what? you're you're downplaying that. See, I I can like intellectually I can go, wow, that's really cool. But it's not the same as getting tinglys and having this mind blowing experience of this this oh, level God, of connection it's, it's like, you have with history. Is not what I feel, but I can still be. I can still appreciate and be have a level of awe, it, yeah. but not like that. You just get the. You, it's just yeah. instant shivers, you know. Yeah, I don't like, get those. You know, fuck. But wasn't there? We watched know. like a. There it's, was a history. There was a history documentary, and the, the historian who was like the narrator was going around holding stuff, like like looking at artifacts and touching them. And him and his wife were having that discussion, and she was like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> No, that was a that was, was actually podcast? another podcast called Radio Lab. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, because they talked about it. Yeah, they did an episode right. about that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, all right, okay. what we got yeah. next? We're, we were just on gladiators. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, speaking of slaves and how not everybody was a slave in these things, is uh, oarsmen on war- warships. That's a common uh, kind of thing too that people think of. That these people chained to their benches rowing these. Mm. Roman warships, that is actually, that's a pretty common sense one, really, if you think about it. You don't want a bunch of slaves doing something that you need a lot of training to do in a war-type situation. Very true. And Romans never used slaves as oarsmen on warships because in the middle of battle, they could just say, well, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck this. They could just give up. Yeah, here. Well, I'm, you could have like or a fight minimum, for the other guys, kill the commanders, and be yeah, like, hey, exactly. We're on your side. You, but well, yeah, but if you have, if you just like limit the percentage of of like slaves allowed to like ten to twenty percent, then no, the vast it was, majority it was would a be highly employees. It was a highly skilled 
uh, profession in the you Roman mean muscular? Well, sure. no, because yeah, it's, coordinated. it's coordinated. I know it's coordinated, and yeah, and you have to be very strong, and you have to listen have to commands because there's various speeds and stuff like that. No, they were basically like they were the ancient equivalent of Marines, basically, uh, because when you had the boarding of because naval combat at the time was basically land combat, but on boats. They didn't have cannon and shit like that. They'd try to board each other's boats and kill each other. So not only did the oarsmen have to be trained for rowing and stuff like that, but they were also trained in hand-to-hand combat and boarding ships and such. Right. So they're just so why uh, so why do we have this myth of the galley slave anyway? Uh, because of the novel. Hollywood. Yeah. Well, basically oh. Hollywood. Yeah. What's what's the Ben Hur? Ben Hur, oh, okay. Ben Hur created the book. Yeah, well, the book Ben Hur created this this myth of the the slave galleyman. So that's what we have to thank for that. But that's just another interesting little side note about about slaves in uh, ancient Rome. That huh. not not everything that we thought of as as being a part of the slave market was true. Now, of course, Rome still had slaves in a big way. Yes, but uh, even in yeah. but even the term slave is kind of um, misunderstood also, because they're not slaves as in the way that we think of them as slaves. Well, are yeah, you because we to- we think from modern like we think about like African American slaves and that lo- kind of slavery and Ch- Roman slavery uh, what's was it called chattel slavery? Different. Chattel slavery? Yeah, is that, yeah, yeah. No, these were, yeah, these were, you know, in a lot of cases, they were basically members of the family. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not defending right, Roman yeah, slavery. Right, slavery, I mean. But it's, it, you know, it was, it was, what would you call it? Well, akin to, like, would you say it's closer to, like, indentured servants, or? Yeah, at the risk of sounding insensitive right. about the subject. Sure, because but, I mean, but not indentured, indentured servants is like, that's still shitty. Yeah, that's still it's shitty. A, from they, what I'm, they from had what a I'm reading, pay, yeah. so they you, used you, themselves to pay it. Or, you know, captured in, in, in wars right. and shit like that, yeah. Sure. I mean. And based on their performance and their luck in who their master was, they could gain uh, free status. Yeah, right. But, yeah. But actually, I was just reading kind of quickly here that um, that over time they gained increased legal protection. So, mm-hmm. like you know, in in the hi- entire Roman history, like you you know, you could have had a wide you know change in um, what a slave actually was, considering that legislation changed to give them more more rights yeah. over time. Yeah, but now we got to be cautious about talking about this stuff too, because if you. <laughs> If you think about it, if you suggested that as an option to the alt-right when it comes to, you know, refugees, they'd be all for it. Oh, yeah. Fuck them, though. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, yeah. That, well, but I'm saying that in a negative context, you know. It's like... Indentured servants? That, yeah. That's how they view... I don't even want to say foreigners because, you know, we get... That that happened in North America with, like, white criminals. Like, Oh, no, it did. I did. But that, that, <laughs> that's... I mean... There's the whole concept of of white slavery and the Irish being indentured, right. and but you know it's it's not the same as no, it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's a poor excuse for not at all victimization. We really need a new term for. If anything, it was used <laughs> as a way to um make 
those individuals think they had it as bad as yeah, yeah. others. Yeah. No, it's anyway. We're getting yeah, off whatever. topic again. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go on to a a very much not controversial top topic, and that is our our vision of the Roman world when it comes to architecture and decor. Because generally what we see in, in movies and TV shows, and even when you just picture ancient Rome in your mind, you see the white marble. Yeah. And that is not the reality of the situation. They had paint back then, and they painted shit in <laughs> garish colors, I would call it. All those fancy white marble statues you see when you go to a museum were all painted. Just, right, the paint just... Has fallen off. Yeah, yeah, you like you always see you see the the ruins and the and the reproductions in the movies and stuff, and it's like these beautiful like con- consistent white. HBO's marble. Rome got it re- right. They they did a really good job. Yeah, their, yeah, they did with their color palette. But these statues that we see were painted in in I would call them primary colors. They were very <laughs> gaudy looking, you know. Like <laughs> it makes me think of um, Catholic iconography. You know what I mean? Like you see yeah. the statue of the Virgin Mary and she's got the blue cloak and the white veil and you know it's very basic primary colors going on. Yeah. And that's how the majority of these statues were painted, you know. And uh it it just looks bad. I I can understand why uh the Victorians chose to paint Roman scenes in these austere kind of white, you know, right. marble architecture and stuff like that and even Uh, have architecture today that resembles the roman style yeah well the white house sure i mean all of washington dc yeah yeah and 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 that is not the reality of ancient rome it was very colorful and garish and and uh it reminds me of things that you might find in a cheapo souvenir shop somewhere you know the statues and stuff you can get um i mean even in the statue of augustus i have I have here on my desk, or I guess it's on my shelf now, but, you know, it's just the plain marble white, when yeah. in reality it was painted up. And they just don't awful. weather well over a millennia. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, after 2,000 years, the paint yeah. tends to disappear. But it's it, what it, it's modern infrared yeah. uh, technology that has enabled us to uh, see what they actually look like. And you can search on on Google too, and and see I some of these. Have one right here. Yeah, they're 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 not the uh, the fancy image that we we picture. It's all very primary yeah. colors, and yeah. Oh, there you go. That's the Augustus one. We'll have to post that on on Twitter or something. But uh, it looks like something that you'd find in like a Catholic grandmother's mm-hmm. house. Yeah, the mantelpiece. I would you know? assume it's... that's because they had, you know, only certain kinds of paints that adhered well to. Well, yeah, yeah, certain certain paints. Well, not only that, but yeah, certain paints were just true. expensive to make. Like purple, purple was incredibly expensive because the only way you could get it was from a shellfish that, that was Lanka? off the, the eastern uh, coast. No, oh, eastern yeah, coast yeah. of Africa. Yeah, but. Uh, I think it was known as Punic Purple too, because it was the Carthaginians that uh, that um, harvested this color for the most part, and later mm-hmm. Egypt. But uh, 
Anyway, yeah. So now we get on to the 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 dirtier shit that we hear about when it comes to the oh the splendor, the grandeur of Rome. What a lot of people talk about when they talk about the downfall of the society and stuff like that. And the first one is the vomitorium. And I'm sure everybody's heard about the vomitoriums before. I haven't. No? Well, the common no. story is that Romans were, especially the wealthy, were gluttons. And they just eat and eat and eat. And then they go to the vomitorium and throw up. So I've heard that. Some more. I, someone well, has told you know, me that story. And I yeah. think I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, you know, when we were younger, it was, it was a common story about, um, about ancient Rome. And a lot of people will cite that as one of the, like the, the collapse of, I guess, morals, I guess you could say. Yes. Or Ro- just, Romans were like gluttons who how, ate so much they would make themselves puke so they could eat more and orgies and all that fun stuff. And they had a, and they yeah. had a special room for it called the vomitorium. What a vomitorium actually is. And I would say, actually, Amanda, you've probably gone into a vomitorium very recently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, um, a vomitorium is basically a passageway in something like an arena or a sporting venue uh, where people uh, spew forth, I guess, if you want to put it in those terms. So like, it's, it, it, so if people spew forth from this thing, they... It's a large, it's a large passageway, archway, something like that, 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 that people travel through. So did the Uh, term vomiting come from this route of a passageway from which people, things like being... I assume so. I didn't look up that. I'm sure it's Latin for something to like I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to look it up right now. Oh, verb vomo vomero, to spew forth. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, So, you know, in a, in a, in the... I know Latin. In the, um... The Colosseum, you know, you have these huge archways that people travel through to get to their seats. Uh, that is what a vomitorium is. And it doesn't and necessarily mean that anybody threw up in it. That would just <laughs> well, I'm sure, be I'm sure people have. I'm sure people still throw up in vomitoriums yeah. in yeah. <laughs> in, uh, in most uh, major leagues. If they can't make it to like the that. bathroom in time, on their way out of that thing. Yeah. But uh, so when you hear about vomitoriums, that's what they actually are. Just passageways in large buildings such as stadiums and amphitheaters. How and it's, boring. And it's How us boring. Putting our modern term of vomiting onto the word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, oh, vomitorium. It's, actually, it's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. To us, we're like, oh, vomitorium vomit. It must mean that people puked there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's silly. But it's no. Just, no. It's it's it is quite boring when it comes down to it, but uh, I think that is less of a like since the birth of the internet, you know, it's become less of a misconception. Yeah, I feel like there's still some people out there I'm sure that that believe that and uh, and quote it as a uh, sign of the uh, indulgences of society and how it leads to the downfall and all that kind of stuff, but. I, I was reading how um, a lot of a Christian historians, uh, you know, following the Roman Empire's fall, uh, did sort of encourage this kind of uh, like propaganda. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it was like basically, oh yes, those pagans. Those. And I mean, those... I mean, that's why 
That's why people like Jordan Peterson still cite that kind of stuff because it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I should point out that that Amanda kind of follows Jordan Peterson, and I poke at her all the time. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa! Well, I think not, that you're overstepping here because that. because you talk like I'm a religious <laughs> adherent to this guy. No, no, I no, no, no! You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. I know he you're made not. some interesting connections with. I know. Religion I know. I think and psychology I think and evolution. I think you've woken up to his current situation a little bit more. But uh, anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We'll have to have a whole episode on that. It's oh, my God. That's not history at all. <laughs> well, he quotes history enough. That's yeah, true. All sure right. Does. We will have he a... He uses fake history enough. <laughs> we will have a Jordan Peterson throw down. Oh, boy. Throw <laughs> We'll have to start a Patreon we for will that. We start. I'm sure everybody will be... How he believes in eugenics. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> hmm? Jason will anyway. love this, but I'll say, out of context. <laughs> <laughs> That's the go-to. Anyway, uh, the, last, the last thing I wanted to cover here is, I think, the, the biggest uh, image that uh, a lot of people have about ancient Rome is the orgies. Uh, we talked about Caligula last week and and the film Caligula which uh basically is just one big orgy throughout the entire film um and we have this this uh, con- uh concept of you know much like the vomitorium people engaging in orgies all the time and just that's that's what they lived for and the truth of the matter is i don't think or the popularity of orgies has changed much over the past 2,000 years. I think just as many orgies went on in ancient Rome as they do nowadays. It's just something that people engage in. And uh, a lot of these gossip columnists, such as Suetonius, like to use that for the shock value. That's my personal belief, the shock value uh, that it provided to the audience. And um, there's no real solid evidence that this was a major concern of, of any of the upper echelon of the Roman society. That, I don't believe you. <laughs> well, it's, you know, uh, basically the sexual lifestyle. I mean, now, that isn't to say, like, what happened between married couples and their slaves, you know? Behind that's still private. That still took place. That shit still yeah. still went behind behind closed doors. Yeah, but this image that we have yeah. the public orgy where everybody's just you know just a mass of naked writhing people you know in right. a columned you know courtyard of a villa. Yeah, wasn't uh, just, yeah, wasn't there a lot you know, of I'm sure it of, happened up, uproar about Mark Antony and Cleopatra and the Egyptian orgies like. If Romans were doing that, yeah, if Romans well, were just commonly thing. doing that, they wouldn't have any moral qualms with Mark Antony having orgies and stuff with, with the Egyptians. Exactly. You know. It's, yeah, but Cleopatra was foreign, so. That oh could yeah, be. with that foreign, could, that's true. It could have been. But most xenophobia. most slaves that would be involved in this type of activity would be foreign yeah, as well. Well, yeah, Rome was like extremely multiracial. Yeah, it was like extremely. Yeah, it was. It was. It was, yeah. it was a melting pot. And there were, you know, apart and not just slaves were other races. They there were free people and rich people from different, yeah. you know. But but the I basically what I'm saying is the idea that Romans just uh, were too busy having these big orgies to worry about the empire is extremely overstated. 
Um, well, I think I think that the fact that prostitution was completely legal and accepted, and and it not just not just as a trade, but also in some of their religious practices, sexuality yeah. was a thing that makes at least post Roman morality of you know the Christian thing very like oh these sexually depraved yeah you know. yeah no and and that's the thing when when we talk about uh, Roman history from the perspective of the older historians you know the ones from the 1700s onward uh there's two schools i mean you got gibbons uh decline and fall of the roman empire which basically just blamed christians for the whole thing and then you got the other scholars on the other side that uh, blame the um horrible pagan orgies and and stuff like that for the downfall of rome it's a complicated subject though that uh neither one is is correct and it's that's basically understood by most historians nowadays that uh, it was a lot of things all contributing to the collapse of Rome, which by the way, was over like a three, 400 year time period. So it wasn't any one, you know, but that's my, that's, you know, whatever, but yeah, slow burn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's our, Misconceptions of ancient Rome. All right, uh, and yeah, yeah. There's not even there's not even like a paragraph really in the sexuality in ancient Rome section of Wikipedia on orgies. Well, that's so the clearly, thing. Not, it was not a thing. Yeah, and it was it goes over like there were there were moral rules, you know, like like it, well, it's, it's kind of like been like a power binary because whoever was doing the uh, the penetrating was the dominant partner and if you were the dominant partner you weren't like it's okay if you yeah, were you could you male, could you could fuck a guy and not be gay basically as long as he was a, of <laughs> inferior status and was not a freeborn roman ah yeah so there so, you go it's not gay yeah so if the rules the rules <laughs> di- your identity your sexual your gender your racial identity did matter well yeah uh, and but it was all context of who was doing what to whom? Yeah. Pretty complicated, actually. Yeah, well, it is. And, and that's the thing that I think we often forget when we look at ancient history. And even medieval history is that all this shit is very complicated. It you is. Know, just like it is nowadays, you know? Well, and also keep in mind that we are living in a time where we've literally for less than a century had control of our reproduction in a dependable way. Yeah. So, so it sexuality is is a very powerful thing. Yeah. Like, and and it is less powerful now in the sense that the consequences of it can be, you know, I dealt with, you know, like yeah. prevented, dealt with, protected from. But think about the rest of human history; it's a big deal, and so there's always going to be complicated rules surrounding it because there are always consequences. Exactly. But. Uh... Anyway, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's all I wanted to cover. I mean, there's other misconceptions too, but I didn't want to flood this episode with a bunch of you know vanilla, like vanilla, you know, bullshit about ancient Rome. There's other. Oh, podcasts. you boiled it down to the non-vanilla stuff. Like I yoga? no, I what boiled it down to my favorite ones. <laughs> Basically, oh, it's how it works. You're such a narcissist. Listen, oh, my favorite. Well, this is his show. Well, yeah, I mean, this whole Amanda, I thought we said podcast. it was our show. Amanda, was you've our... got the whole female bookworm thing going for you. 
you know, Joe is the 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 comedic relief. <laughs> Not true. <at> all. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is my role here? You know. Yeah. The, the I get bossy to, narcissist. I get to decide what we talk about. <laughs> Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. and that's what I decided on. So hopefully, and you write the you write the notes, which in this case was five words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, six six yeah. words. Yeah, there you go. yeah. Give me credit where credits due. Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where can people find us? All right, you can find us online at NSFW History on Twitter, um, Google Play, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Just search our name. Not Safe for Work History Podcast. There you go. And uh, give us uh, five stars on iTunes if you like us. We had a debate at the beginning of the show, or before we started recording the episode, about whether we should mention that at the top or the end of the show. And we decided to end because we don't want to, you know. Shoehorn it. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. So, I don't have to write new stuff. There you go. <laughs> Bye. Anyway, yep, that's it for us then. Yep. Bye. Bye. See ya.